0: listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we firmly believe that love is the answer and we are spreading it like wildfire. You're invited to come spend time with us in authentic connection, growth, reflection, and celebration. Life coach, author, and speaker, Abigail Gazda, will be sharing amazing humans, living their hearts unleashed to inspire you to do the same you will hear from men women and young people from all industries sharing their insights and inspiration as they have paved their way to their fullest lives here at the hearts unleashed podcast we are turning dreamers into doers so if you are ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams you are in the perfect place with wonderful people here's your host dreamer educator and adventurer Abigail Gazda.
1: All right, you are listening to the Heart's Unleashed podcast where we are turning dreamers into doers, and today we have a very bold doer on our as a guest today, Kiara Mazuko is an empowerment and business mentor who turns high-achieving women into happy, wealthy, impact-driven powerhouses by helping them grow soul-aligned businesses and connect with their most authentic confident rebel selves she is a rebel herself she's an author she is the host of the bold standard podcast and creator of the leather jacket method a guide to empowered reinvention she helps rising mentors and coaches and leaders and helps them to really create their next level of success with her signature program the bold academy and i have been watching her grow with this bold leap academy and we're going to talk a little bit about that because her bold leaps have caused so much bold growth and impact over the nation the world is really beautiful so really from being late on rent to having her power shut off in the middle of winter she leaped into creating a multiple six-figure coaching business in less than a year and I just can't wait for you to tell that story Kiara Uh, she now focuses all of her magic to help other women do the same The Bold Self is a fast-growing lifestyle and empowerment brand for millennial women turned female entrepreneurs. We here at the Hearts Unleashed Podcast, we love talking to those women on a mission to help them create life-changing personal, financial, and romantic freedom. So thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you so much. I'm so excited for our chat today.
1: Yes. Um, I always love giving the formal introduction and then I have to give my own little personal introduction, right? So I've been following you and I've actually seen you um, talk about this in your content about other women, how, you know, I I saw you, I followed you, started following you. I think it was on Facebook first or something of the sort, but I noticed the all black leather jacket, babe. And I'm like, eh, not my style. (laughs) And so I actually didn't get to know you right off the bat because that, it, that rebel self kind of, for me, it triggered something that I had never looked at in myself. And I'm like, oh, this bold bitch, like I better back up. And so I love it because now that I've gotten to know you more and I've gotten to read your content, you do a great job of opening up and sharing. You really actually warm our hearts to that all black goth look <laughs> that you love so much. So tell us a little bit about the warm side of Kiara.
2: Oh my god, that's so funny! I, I thank you. This is such a fun way to start. Um, yeah, it was so funny because I literally posted this like a week ago, and I was going through testimonials for my um, Bold Leap Academy because it has so much success, and I was like, oh my god, we haven't updated the testimonials. So I sat down and I was going through them, and literally every single one of them was like, "When I first found Kiara, I was triggered as fuck. <laughs> you know, when I I didn't want anything to do with her, and I'm just like." Jesus, go on.
1: <laughs> get Please to the guitar. tell more. Yeah.
2: Go on. Like don't stop there. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um it's actually um so beautiful. So those of us that, you know, run businesses, I think, um have noticed, and I don't know if you've felt this pattern come up in your business, but I know for me, um, my business has always kind of been a reflection of my own personal evolution, right? Mm-hmm. And um when I first started, you know, my first first blog, which was like a decade ago, um, I was really hard. And when I say hard, I was like mean. I was ruthless. I was black and white. Um, And, you know, I I was coming out of an abusive, well, not coming out of it, but I was healing uh, from a couple of abusive relationships and you know, which is when the whole leather jacket version of me was built um, at the time it was very protective. It was a mm-hmm. very protective kind of persona. Um, and as I evolved and this is closer to and I know we're going to get to it eventually, but as we got to closer to about three years ago. Um, two years ago, really, when I started my, when I actually started Bold Self, um, something really incredible happened. I went from survival mode. Um, when I started making money in my business, I started to soften because I wasn't, I was a single mom and I was, as you shared, you know, late on rent, car repossession, all credit cards maxed out. I was in a really tough phase of my life. And I was in this like really protective, which is something that I now am very grateful for, right? Because we should all be grateful for that part, that protective masculine. But once I actually started making money, um, I feel like the true me started to come out. And this was actually reflected back by a couple of really amazing friends who shared, you know, there I was in my leather jacket combat boots and, you know, um, wife beater. And I'm just like, and she's like, yeah, we were talking about masculine and feminine energy. And I was like, yeah, I'm all freaking masculine man and she was like are you joking she's like you have some of the softest energy that I've like ever seen you're so feminine and I was like are you freaking kidding me she's like this isn't being feminine and masculine isn't about the leather jacket that's not what it is and so I actually spent that you know I want to say like 2017 into 2018 really softening and like leaning into my feminine energy and allowing that to be my strength and what's unfolded in my journey and where we've kind of, um, where we're at now with Bold Self is I'm tough. I am a loving tough cookie and I do love my leather jackets and I do love my leather pants. Um, But I've gotten this reflected back that um, I hold incredible space for compassion and um love and i am tough on you because i love you so much already and i see that bigness and that potential and in fact i realize that my responsibility in this business is to become big so that i may hold the bigness for the women that come into my tribe because they all know they have this bigness so what i stand for is is permission to be bold. Um, and I realized that I enjoy doing it a lot more in the softness that is me now. So it's fun. It's been a really fun, like exploration of like, who is Kiara? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. but I am definitely, I do love my rock and roll. Um, yeah. and if you come crying to me a little too often, I'll be like, it's time to get a <laughs> girlfriend, you know? So it, it is, but it is out of love, you know, it is out of love. So that's, that's kind of like the balance that I've reached.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. And you hit on a few points that I want to kind of highlight for the listeners, because I, I, I share my, um that initial perception. And then I ended up taking your course with uh, Caitlin Pasternak, the confident content. Oh, yeah. And that's where when you explained your leather jacket method in the confident content course, which i'll I'd love to have the link for that and be able to have people join in on that if they'd love to. But um, you know, he, meeting you in that course and hearing about your leather jacket method and how that was at first that protectant layer of the, our independent lady, you know, because for me personally, where I come in with masculinity is athlete. I've been an athlete my whole life, so it's the get it done, not good enough, could have done better, run faster, be you know, the extra mile. And so while our versions of our masculinity show up different, which is what I'm inviting the readers into or listeners is look for yourself, ladies, and look for yourself, gentlemen, how that wounded, unhealed masculine shows up as the protectant. When you feel alone, when you feel denied, when you feel taken advantage of. So just thank you because I'm about a year behind you in the femininity journey. And, you know, watching you lean in and allow space and allow self-love and healing and all of that has been a great um I want to call it path paper. So thank you because it's really inspiring to watch you. So tell us a little bit more about that journey where you shifted from the masculine to the feminine. What did you have to give up in order to get all that you've got now?
2: That's a good question. Um, In order to soften and connect to that softness for me, um, you know, surprisingly, it was about w- with men, you know, I've actually been single and that was my pathway. And I think that there's a million and one pathways, you know, to it. But for me, that's what it was. Um, you know, for, and I think ultimately, right, it being the root of the protective masculine, because I was raped and abused when I was 15. It makes sense that the softening was also through that. Um, And I've been, you know, pretty much single since my son's father and I split, like I've had a couple of wonderful partnerships, but haven't really lasted um, very long. And I went through this journey where a few years ago, around the same time, which is, you know, when the softening happened, I decided I was like, you know, I'm going to make this about me and I'm going to reclaim my sexuality, you know, and I'm going to explore what makes me feel good. And in my journey, it was actually really softening with men and not even like in the bedroom necessarily, but like I was totally like, you know how Facebook memories, um, like status updates pop up, right? Like. um, like, I can't even tell you, like, I legit was like looking up and um, sometimes I scroll down and I saw like, uh, I hate it when men try to open the door for me. I can open my own door, you know, like, <laughs> this, like you know, like you're like, oh, baby, you need so much, so yeah. much talent,
1: right? <laughs> yeah.
2: you know, and I was like, wow. And so it really did start with things like that, like allowing a man to pay for me, you know, and allowing like the door to be opened, and allowing, um, a man to just like hold me or take care of me. I used to get really bad migraines. So like, I used to have this idea that like only a boyfriend should be like taking care of me if I had a migraine, right? Like if this is a casual thing, like I felt like I was taking up space by being like, could you just like rub my shoulders, you know, to get the blood flow so I don't pass out, you know? <laughs> and- but I started asking for what I want. I started learning to lean into men, you know, to support me and to, from a place of love, right? Like without asking for anything in return. And there was a lot of, um, a lot of healing that transpired through that process, you know? And if you went back and told even like 19 or 20 year old me that this would be the case, she would have laughed in your face, you know, mm-hmm. with a cigarette and boom, cigarette. <laughs> <a smoke laughs> <in> your
1: face. <laughs> I love that. And first off, I want to acknowledge you. Thank you for sharing your experience, your sexual abuse, the rape, because, you know, it's not easy. It's triggering. And I know that you've done a lot of work around that to be able to talk about it. However, there's so many people who haven't. And we are actually in the middle. You are joining us in the middle of the sex and intimacy series, which is perfect that this topic gets to come up and we get to kind of vibe out on it for a minute because, um, you know, a lot of people stay where they are or stay where they were when the event occurred and they stay in that mindset and they leave that wound wide open because they refuse to come out or talk about it or anything. And you've definitely done that work and it shows in your content. And I know that you kind of touch on it in different areas and what shift really occurred where it was time where you yourself knew it was time to not let that control you anymore.
2: Yeah. You know, I wish that I could say it was like a shift, but I think we all know that this kind of, um, personal evolution and declaration, right? Like staking claim to one's own power. Um, There is that moment that decisive The moment of decision and declaration and it is a forever unfolding right so I went through you know after so my first boyfriend I was you know not my first boyfriend but the first of the two um, I was 15 and he raped me and he was physically abusive as well and then immediately after that I was with a boy who seemingly was like prince charming you know like coming in and you know um, but he ended up actually cheating on me with a bunch of girls and they were my friends and there was a lot of like manipulation and I felt really like gaslit, gaslighted, whatever the terminology is right now. Right. And I, you know, I was like, wait, what's happening? Like, I'm like, so like I'm questioning, yeah. like, am I crazy? Like, you know, and, and I went through when he and I broke up, he ended up dating like the most popular girl in school immediately after. So I was, I went through like six months of really tough, Um, walking around in a shell. And um, I, I sat in the darkness, right? And I think, you know, as you probably have known in my content, I believe this to be a crucial step to the healing process is allowing yourself to feel the pain and the darkness and all of that, right? And so that you can realize that you are stronger and bigger than it. But in order to grow from it, we must first allow ourselves to feel it. And um, I also talk about like how we oftentimes keep ourselves from improvement when we just like hover over rock bottom. We don't a- allow ourselves to fully, right? Like feel the shit, right? And that's what I did. And I think I didn't do it necessarily consciously. I was 16, 17 years old at the time, you know, so I wasn't like, mm, I'm into personal. I didn't even know like... <laughs> know this was a thing. I literally just went on and that's kind of my MO in general. I just kind of face plant my way through life and that's what that was. I I did the best that I could in that moment. And um eventually right like eventually um if you allow yourself to be, you know, oftentimes there is a moment where soul emerges and it's like it's time baby girl like you've been in the oven it's fucking time right it's like it's time girlfriend so that's what happened and i was young and that was what, like I, I i i speak about this often too like i wish i could say I did something specific, but I just slept really well one night and I woke up on a Saturday morning and my mom had been cooking breakfast. So there was like the delicious home. I felt really good. And the sun was coming in through the window and I just felt like really at peace. And from that place, without even thinking about it, I picked up the pen And paper and started defining this new version of myself. And yes, she had a leather jacket and smoked cigarettes and listened to rock and roll and all that, you know, (laughs) So there was like a very declarative moment where I was like, enough is enough. Like, I want to be someone new. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, And so that I embarked on um, and I share this often everywhere i embarked on this like year long journey of putting myself through extremely uncomfortable situations like speaking to boys and making eye contact and you know introducing myself and being vocal and you know this animated version of of myself you know tony robbins often says that about himself he goes i built this motherfucker and i'm like
1: yeah, yeah man
2: i'm like i get that me too bro you know like <laughs> I feel that right and so but sexually what ended up happening is that there was definitely a phase where I felt more like I had the illusion that I had taken my power back you know Mm -hmm. because I had that like outer shell like look at me I'm in a leather jacket Mm -hmm. I am becoming more confident I am talking to more people (laughs) But something really interesting started happening. Um, you know, I, would, I had a really great boyfriend who was like loving and all that. And I would just out of nowhere start crying after sex and the journey was a process of really coming home and feeling safe to the point that, and I don't know how many of your listeners are mamas, but um, when I got pregnant with my now ex-husband, I was preparing for home water birth and I was working with a midwife and she was aware of my trauma and I ended up having an emergency C-section, but we were preparing for a natural birth. And part of that process was me actually allowing my body to choose my husband when we were intimate. So I would actually go through this practice where I would repeat, I want this, this is okay. Even though obviously in my head, like I wasn't crying or anything after. So Mm -hmm. it's a process, right? Like I really had to take my body through this kind of healing process. So it was multidimensional. It was physical, it was mental, it was heart space. It was all of the things that allowed me to kind of go through this process.
1: Yeah, uh, I have goosebumps. I've had goosebumps since the moment you've been sharing this. And for our listeners, um, you know, you, you walk through three really specific stages in in experiencing that, which was like, the number one is we don't know we're doing the self-preservation, right? right? Like, we're always doing the best with what we know, but when, when we feel damaged, when we feel taken advantage of or hurt or not safe, like you kind of were saying, is we do anything we can to protect ourselves. And so creating that identity um, and then our soul-like forcing its way through any like loose seal, right? Because, you know, crying after sex where it's, I know intellectually and like consciously I want this and I'm involved in it, but subconsciously it still feels so unsafe or so triggering. And so just thank you for articulating that, that your journey and how you were able to kind of gradually move through that because I think we fool ourselves and that I really wanted to talk about is like shifting because the healing is really in the feeling like diving in allowing yourself to experience it fully and when we resist it we just will constantly be suffering when in fact we can heal, but the healing is that journey process Mm -hmm. to then shifting and finding gratitude. So tell us a little bit about your son, about being a mama entrepreneur. You share so much on social media, but oh, it's just so fun to watch Luca grow up. (laughs) Right? It's insane. You know,
2: you guys, you know, I joke now, he's like this mini little Scorpio. I started learning about astrology. I was like, oh my God, my son is an actual Scorpio. Like this. This is real. Like I now can totally see myself as a Capricorn. You know, I'm like there's like right, but like with him, I'm like he's like deep. He's dark. <laughs> um, he is incredible. And you know, thank you so much for bringing him into the conversation because, um, you know, I, I just shared he just turned eight, yeah. um, a couple of days ago, and I I was very. Uh, I am. A, I'm, I love being transparent. It allows me to really fully show up to mm-hmm. my followers, my tribe, like my friends, even and myself, you know, and allows me to be really present with my own personal evolution. But when I got pregnant with him, like I was so madly in love with my partner, and there was a a level of stepping out of integrity with myself by having him because I actually hadn't wanted. kid until I was in my thirties and it was this moment of like, well, I love my husband and like I'm pretty sure that, you know, like this is happening for a reason, so I'm gonna go with it, you know, and that was beautiful and it was beautiful decision. Um I had a very terrifying um labor um, it was some, you a know, few minutes away from death, actually. It was a really intense, very traumatic labor. But uh, my ex-husband and I ended up separating about a year and a half after he was yeah. born. So I went into, and that year and a half obviously was very challenging for us. And so um, I went into immediately stress because my ex-husband moved out and i had to suddenly start making money for myself and at that point i was really really frustrated um my son had night terrors and you know there would be nights where well first of all i shared like i would barely see him right because i was working nine to five and i'd have to put him in aftercare um and then when i did see him he had night terrors and we wouldn't sleep and i was also miserable at my job um And so there would be nights where I'd sleep like two, three hours and I would I remember literally sitting outside his door and like pulling my hair to feel anything but the frustration that I was feeling, you know, because I haven't been slept. In. Oh, he you know, he wasn't sleeping and it was so intense. Um when I made my big investment into launching my business and I know I'm giving you like a whole lot but this is part no, of
1: you know, you're I can feel the journey progressing. You just keep <laughs> by them though. Just keep on keeping on.
2: <laughs> thank you thank you thank you. Yeah, so when I made this like massive investment um inevitably and I know I deal with this a lot of with women that sign up for my academy where they feel this like it's irresponsible for me to make this investment like I'm a mom and I had that obviously I was struggling really financially I had left my job a year prior but I remember specifically the moment and I shared this as well where like he threw, he was throwing a tantrum as children do. And I lost my temper and I like punched the door and I was like, Whoa, like, I don't want to be this mom. And I realized how unhappy I was and how like something needed to change specifically because I wanted to be with him. I wanted to be present with him. Like, I didn't want to like not be fully present to being a mom and just kind of like, you know, making ends meet and making it work. Like, that's not what I freaking wanted. Like I was, I loved him, you know, it was a really intense and very confronting experience for me because, you know, moms, we don't like to talk about this stuff. Sometimes it's being like, oh, like, I wish I was single and without kids, you know, like we don't like to admit that. And I went through this phase. And so I made this massive investment and I realized I'm like, I'm doing this for him. I am doing this so that we may be free and fast forward, you know, and I'm sure we'll get to it at some point in here or something else where we talk about my business and the success that it's had. But at some point, you know, we just moved into a, Big new house, which we're going to be buying. You know, I hang out, like, there is a hard stop on my calendar every day. I only work about 15 hours a week. The rest I get to play with him, I get to be with him. We go on adventures, we fly to Italy, and I get to teach him about freedom and I get to teach him about, like, circumstances do not have to be your reality. You can choose something different and it feels really wrong and it feels really like, you know, counterintuitive, right? Like we're broke. Why would I invest more money? It doesn't make any sense. But here I am on the other side my kid and I laugh and we play and he's my friend and we like, you know, have this in in beautiful relationship. And I am now so glad that I had him young and yes, it was a harder stop, like start, but it was so worth it because now we get to enjoy this incredible life together, you know, and I'd be, I'd, I'd be happy if he was it for me, you yeah. know, so it's been one hell of a ride, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love it. And, you know, it, you said at first, like, oh, like we're going all over the place, but truly um, speak to the fact that because I think a lot of moms, a lot of women, just in general, anybody with the and or mentality, right? Like it's love or money, relationship or business. Like it's this trade off, and that's just not true. It's just something, something we're buying into. And so, of course, your business success and the life success and parentship parenthood success are all really going hand in hand but speak to the you know that belief system where they actually contradict each other and how we can start to shift out shift away from it's a contradiction to it's a collaboration
2: Yeah. So I love that you brought this up because Caitlin and I literally right before I popped on (laughs) to the interview, she and I were talking, we were talking about it. And one of the things that I say most, and like when she comes to me for support, she knows that's going to be my response. It's always going to be, why not both? Uh-huh. It's like, why not both? Right. Yeah. Um, and I have realized, and I think it's, it's been a mult like a few different, um, epiphanies, right? Like there's the, why not both? Like, yes, you get to have it all. And also that I am not my business. I'm also not my son. Like I'm not a mom. I am all of the things. And it's not about success in one area, but rather success in all areas. And Why is that? Because we are multidimensional beings. And, you know, I look at my business as mission as my life's work. So it's not, you know, this is kind of why I went in and started my own business, right? Like I'm not working for somebody else. Like what I'm creating, I'm, it is coming out of me. And therefore it gets to be in complete alignment with my growth as well. And this is what I was sharing earlier as well Is like our businesses end up, you know, evolving with us, you know, and you know, for me, even like, for example, my health, that's another thing. It's like, okay, well, if I'm meant to show up to my business and show up to being a mom what do i need in order to show up fully at 100% in both well my body needs to be at 100% in both right and so there's all of these different elements where you realize it's it, it, it's not an either or conversation mm-hmm. it is truly truly us rising and unfolding and evolving as multidimensional beings. And therefore, because that's the root of the movement forward, that means that it trickles into the very specific decisions when we make decisions that are very much like, oh, well, I want to do this, But I also want to make money. And it's like, why not both? Right? It's like always the answer. It's like, well, I want a man. It's like also like with dating where we feel like we suddenly have to sacrifice, you know, um, one great quality for another. It's like, no, why not both? Why are you settling for one instead of holding up for both? Because you get to have both. You deserve to have both. The multidimensional woman gets to rise and have both. Yes.
1: You're speaking my language, babe. <laughs> yes. Well, and you know, that's, I love having you on here speaking to our babes because like, this is the Hearts Unleashed podcast. It's all about unleashing that authentic self and being willing to admit that which you want, that which you dream of, all of it, not the trade-off, not the sacrifice, not if you could have 50% of what you want. If you could have 900%, 9,000, all of it, all of it, all of what you want, what would you want? And being able, like you said, it was a declaration, right? It always is a declaration and then we get to fulfill on it. So as we begin to kind of wrap this up, I want to shift over into something that you mentioned is Navigating uh, the dating scene, we, you started to talk about okay. Now that my business is rocking, my motherhood's rocking. Now I get to like kind of focus on some. What else do I want? How do I want to? And I have so thoroughly enjoyed not only seeing your statuses about the dating, but then I I kind of use the comment section as my own personal entertainment too.
2: <laughs> it's so funny. My Facebook, yeah, my Facebook personal page is like you know. <laughs> like it's because it's a variety I mean I've been you know it has 5,000 friends but it's been built over so many years so there's like a variety of people and there's some entrepreneurs or some like randoms on there so it's a really funny conversation (laughs) because I know that like within our tribe like we all believe these things you know but to get that other input yeah um, it's been really interesting and I'll speak transparently you know um, I find this at least for me to be the true test you know um, I've found myself wavering some sometimes with my standards and I totally am able to mm-hmm. call myself out and say, you know what, sis, you're being lonely. You need to delete these dating apps. Like, you know, when I find myself rationalizing, downloading dating apps, you know, because I'm like, ah, but they say that if I don't put myself out there, then how is it? <laughs> you know, and it's like the thing that everyone says. And so I try, but like the reality is I actually have a very deep knowing of, of who my partner is you know, energetically. I've felt him in meditations before. I know his signature, like I also know, like, you know, he's on a similar mission as I am. He's big. He's an entrepreneur. Like, I have, I I know this about him. It's not about, like, I want him to be. It's like, no, I know this. Because I've also done so much work on me to, like, raise my vibration and where I'm at that, like, a man has to meet me where I'm at. And, like, unfortunately, they're not on Tinder. They're just not, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's been, you know, and so, like, you know, a lot of the status updates it's have been really fun for me where it's like, you know, I went on, um, I downloaded Hinge and there was this like super adorable hottie bubliati, like, like here, up here, you know, <laughs> and he was such a cutie. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe it's him, Kiara. Maybe this whole feeling of like him being a successful entrepreneur has been a delusion, you know, like maybe it's him. And you just really need a man that has maybe the complete opposite energy than you do. You know, like I was trying to make sense of it. Right. <laughs> we went out we went out and he was gorgeous and kind and like an engineer and he was successful in his own right right? but he was so different and his core value was really like community and home like that like he loved being he he was born in the town that he lives in then literally bought a house down the street from where he grew yeah. up you know yeah. so I'm like a world traveler. I'm Italian. I'm an immigrant. I grew up in Hollywood where the freaks, you know, <laughs> this is where we thrive, you know. And, you know, I'm and my core value is actually freedom, which tends to be very common amongst entrepreneurs. And so, um that was just a really interesting thing. So, my journey dating has been recognizing that I can have fun along the way until he comes. Like I don't have to be like completely like, you know, celibate necessarily. Like sex is fun. Hot guys are hot, right? Like we can have a good time. Um, but at the same time, you know, really to not waver from that standard that I upset and here's the kicker based on my own evolution. Like the man I'm calling in, it's specifically because of the work that I'm doing on myself. So I'm not going to diminish all of this, you know, to settle for a relationship that, you know, I've been married. I know what it's like when it doesn't work. Look at it. You know, I, I love living by myself. I make a lot of money. I'm happy. Like, I'm having yeah. fun. I travel. Yeah. There's really no need. And so I'm able to really like catch myself and be like, girl, you're being lonely. You're being <laughs> lonely. Like, you're <laughs> being lonely,
1: you know? <laughs> so that's I been love my
2: you.
1: Yeah, I love you sharing it. Um, even, you know, I got to be really transparent as well. You sharing it, it has normalized it for me because I talk about it, but um, I'm usually sharing that conversation instead of hearing it so it's nice to hear because i i can feel my man like there mm. are times where i'm like oh bob better behave he's on his way <laughs> yeah. and so no yeah just thank you for that and um same thing i i gotta i don't know if i've ever talked about this on the air so i just want to say i was at the stand-up comedian in 2017 so it was like the year after divorce for me and he in mm. the he's like he goes, Where are my divorce women at? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, Y'all bitches don't take no shit. <laughs> and it was just like, it was the funniest thing to me because it, it actually caused a real shift in me where I'm like, You know what? No, I don't. And it was so silly. It was a stand up comedian. I didn't go to, you know, evolve that night. I just, but something shifted in me where I'm like, no, I really don't have to take any shit. And I talk about this in the episode Dating 101, but it's about what you were talking about very specifically is having boundaries, Mm -hmm. having standards, having conditions of satisfaction, having expectations and being okay with it and maintaining it. And then how the men, the caliber of men seem to climb the more that you maintain it. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love that. Cause you're so spot on. Like I can feel my man too. And he is up to some stuff. And no wonder yeah. we haven't met each other yet. We are doing some things.
2: Yeah. So, I want to, I want to just touch on that real quick um, because even though they haven't been him, and Caitlin actually reflected this back to me. The men that I've actually attracted into my life this past year are a lot more like him than yeah. the year before. Like I dated like a multi, multi, multi-millionaire for a couple of months. And it wasn't him, but he had so many more qualities, right? So um I got into the practice of also owning it's him or someone better it's him or someone better and from here on out like you're not attracted like because you take no shit like you you you're set a standard for the life partner like I I see my partner and I'm like I want to build with you I want to impact the world with you I want to travel help people change lives like if you can't meet that criteria like love you I'll introduce you to one of my girls but like this ain't it you know it's so important. important
1: And I do love that you pointed to the contrast, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's okay to be with somebody who, and I think we get too excited. Like you're like a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. How many of us have asked for that? And we would stop right there, right? Right. Like made it, did it. And that's not the case. And you're also allowed to have more desire than that, or, you know, want to hit all the marks or have a hold the space for, this or something greater. So thanks for sharing that too. Cause that then just becomes our journey of patience, right? Like, and worth, right. So much worth. Like I, and this fun. is so great. Thank you for delivering. Yeah. Like not taking it too seriously. I love that you're laughing about like being on those apps and stuff because, Oh, we got to go back to the lonely. Right. Because I think we fool ourselves on. I actually am celibate right now. And really, I only realized this about two weeks in I'm really deciding, do I actually want a relationship or do I just want sex? Like, cause that either are okay, either are okay, but you got to know what you're going in for. You're not going to have sex to catch some feelings and fall in love. Like, (laughs) and so, yeah, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for sharing. And what would you love to leave our listeners with today?
2: I think one of the most, and and here's, what's coming through is that, you know, with that multidimensional evolution, like, you get to evolve from exactly where you're at right now. Like any stories from your past or whatever, they're all part of this rise up and they're not stopping you. They're not shackling you. We get to start every single day and from this place expand out into our dreams and in every area. And we don't have to do one before the other. Like everything gets to rise up together from exactly where we're at. I think that's such a beautiful message. You know, the wealth gets to increase, the health gets to increase, and the epic partnership gets to happen as well, all at once.
1: And from starting where you are every day, where has it gotten you? Keeps getting me everything I've ever wanted. Yes, yes, yes. That's it. And What does does it look like for Kiera Mizuko's heart to be unleashed? To be courageous every single day, to show
2: up and not needing to know what's on the other side of the unknown and just take those leaps, take those steps forward. Um, I think boldness and courageousness has been the number one thing that has been um, allowing me to continue to open up and unfold and receive the next layer of everything.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I love that. And if someone's ready to take the bold leap with you and get to working with you and join your community, how can they start that?
2: I mean, honestly, like I am on Instagram more than I am on anything. I prefer it over email. I prefer it over Facebook. Um, The bold standard is relaunching. So that's happening. But honestly, like Follow me to just get a flavor, you know, get the flavor of my, of my magic. And if it feels really fun and exciting, then send me a DM and let's have a conversation. I love, you know, I talk to all of my followers. Like I, I love having conversations. I ask you guys, um, for your input because everything I'm building is for you. So it's a very like co-creative experience. Um, and I love feedback and I love all of that. So I'd love to have those personal conversations for sure.
1: Awesome. And so where can we follow you on Instagram? What's your handle? Bold self. Yeah. Bold self. <laughs> yes. And I would love to acknowledge your bold self. Woman, well, you are blazing a trail and it's really beautiful. It's really inspiring as a consumer of content, as a consumer of the work. You, it's just amazing. But also as a provider of the work, you are someone who's very inspiring to watch, to emulate, and to mm-hmm. just like adore. So thank you so much for what you give out. Thank
2: you. Thank you so much for having me. This was like my favorite. I can't wait to like tell everybody about this.
1: (laughs) Good, good. And Hearts, thank you for coming here with your open heart and listening to Kiara, listening to what we get to talk about. I hope you got exactly what you need from today's interview. Be sure to take it in your life because here at the Hearts Unleashed podcast, we are turning dreamers into doers.